Steele, campus pastor at Life Church Pendleton. We have Josephine, Life Church intern extraordinaire, and they both love truth even when it hurts. Am I right? Amen. Yes. All right, because we're going to talk about some truth stuff. I love painful truth. Painful truth. Ooh, it's the worst, but pain it's also the best. Pain is weakness leaving the body. That's what the Marine Corps. No pain, no gain. That's what they say. Sounds good to me. Right. <laughs> That's going nowhere. So here we go. So um, you guys, we just finished wrapping up a podcast talking about. Hey, are we your, fir- are we your first time uh, reoccurring guests? Probably Reoccurring, not. no. We've Damn had it. we've had Pastor Micah twice. Oh, ew. But Damn. I think that's it. I think you guys are okay. So we're on his level. We're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but we there's a topic that came up. We were talking about young adult life and all of the things with that. Um, but there is a topic I want to hit on because I think you guys are probably seeing it, um, maybe experiencing it, maybe had had entertained it. I don't know. Okay. Um, but the, the deconstruction movement, progressive Christianity, where we are tearing apart the truth of the gospel uh, to allow um, progressive ideology, yeah. uh, we're reworking the word of God to compromise and allow things that help us to be in line with the world. So we can live the life we want to live. Yeah. And that will be approved we, of yeah. by yeah. the rest of culture. Mm-hmm. So um, deconstruction is that, right? So I've listened to quite a few podcasts about this. John Cooper. I've listened to one. I don't know. If you guys know Phil Vischer, right? Yep. Yeah. So he uh, he's pro-deconstruction. He's been very disappointing to listen to mm-hmm. as a children's pastor who used veggie tales and all the things, but nonetheless, deconstruction, um, the way I've heard it described is like, it's not bad to reexamine the faith that you grew up in. Like it's not wrong to take a look at, well, I was taught this. Does this really line up? Mm -hmm. How, how does this work? Um, and maybe come to some different conclusions than what you were taught growing up. And, Mm -hmm. um, Josephine, this really came up because you mentioned some things in the last podcast. So I'm gonna let you guys talk here in a second. But what's happening is not that. The trend that's happening is, well, the church or someone in the church did or said something that caused me pain. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, the church is um, foundationally bad and abusive, and I must reject everything about church now. Mm -hmm. And... um, there is some, this, this victim mentality that now accompanies or, or allows people actually, um, the author of that, of the, the book, he's escaping me that he was the, um, creator of like the purity movement that happened. Oh yeah. Um, gosh, I can never remember this guy's name, but he went so far. He said, I have not, um, I have not just left the faith. He said, I have fallen away, which, of course, is prophetic um, to Scripture where it talks about there will be a great falling away of those who claim the faith as their own, and then they will no longer. And so he, he knowing Scripture, he put himself in that camp, mm-hmm. which is mind. I mean, that just yeah. sounds so yeah. dangerous. So I've kind of laid the, the, the mm-hmm. framework of what it is and kind of what's happening in the church right now in many churches. Life Church is, I think, unique in a lot of ways. We speak truth and we don't say we're sorry. 
And so people do get offended by things that we say, and we just assume that is the Lord's problem to take care of um, because the truth is his word. So we're not going to apologize for something God said. So I'm done talking. So you two kind of fill me in. Um, I'm going to start with you, Josephine, because you did talk about a church experience or growing up in the church and some things that were hard. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of color that in? Yeah. So I think definitely is important as you are growing up, becoming a teenager, becoming a young adult to do examine things. So look at, you know, why are we actually believing these things? Um, and it's not necessarily like, oh, is it right or wrong? But, you know, what's the why behind it? Is I'm, Am I just believing this because I was told to by my youth group leader or by my parents? Or is it something that, like, I'm actually seeing the reason why? Um, I think, and that's where you really, that, that term, like, you make your faith your own, comes from that thought process. Um, and so I did that a lot, but I think what you run into in the whole, where the whole deconstruction and that progressive Christianity is kind of coming from is there are, there are ways to do that. There are ways to look at your faith and see, oh, is this what I actually believe, um, for myself? And that's like reading it for yourself in the Bible. And I think a lot of people are questioning things and not going to the truth, the source of truth. They're going to whatever, what they're hearing, um, things in the media, those kinds of things. So you're missing that anchor that the Bible is and that the Bible gives. And so when I went to, I went to Baptist college and, um, we're in assemblies of God right now. And that's the church I go to. And there's some different things. There are definitely things that Baptists take a stance on that I don't believe in as someone who's in the assemblies of God world. Um, so there were moments that I had to have where I had to constantly in every message, every chapel be like, um, have that thought process. Am I believing this because they're telling me to believe it or, or what, like, where should my stance be on things like spiritual gifts and Holy spirit? Because that, that college, you know, they didn't believe in the spiritual gifts for today. So those kinds of things. So I think it's, it's important that you don't just, listen to everything you hear and that goes for everything um but I think when it comes to the the hurt that people experience and then that leads to the falling away I think it um I think people forget that everyone has sinful nature Mm -hmm. and that there's no perfect church um that Jesus was the only thing perfect that was on this world and I think people expect church and Christians to be there's no hurt involved or there's no sin um, and then that leads into that their expectation is not met and so they're going to fall away Um, I know I went through a stage where I was really confused because I was seeing a lot of people that claim to be Christian and Um, people in my life that were strong Christian influences that just were not doing it right. Um, I've had a lot of people that I've known um, that have been church leaders that have had, you know, sexual abuse cases, um, you know, cheating allegations, those kinds of things that that I understand what people are saying when they hear those and like, well, how could you be in that? And then just really have to think about 
your own faith. Like, where are you at? Where, what does the Bible say is true? And, um, yeah, so it's, it's hard. I definitely understand where people make that jump because it can be easy. That's what the devil wants you to do is he wants to find any crack in your faith, any crack in that mm-hmm. um, belief. And I think it's just remembering that you can't be so trusting on other people's actions. You really have to know the word. You really have to know the truth. And you have to be confident in your personal relationship. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is being confident in your personal relationship with Christ to know that that's going to take over any sort of other people's actions. Because I think we're too, people can get too reliant on other people's actions to determine their faith. Yeah, that's good. So did you ever have a moment where you were like, I just don't know if Christianity's for me? Like, um, No, I didn't ever have the moment where I was like, oh, I'm going to leave God because he had done, I've seen all of the things that he had done in my life where I knew that that this relationship, like nothing could take apart my relationship with Christ. But I did have some loose, I did lose some faith in the church as an institution. Um, it's right actually before I came to Life Church um, during lockdown. So you couldn't really even, I couldn't go to my church anymore in person. So I was losing that that connection to a church and I was seeing all these things happen. And it was really like, I did lose my faith in church as an institution for a little bit, but um, I just was like, well, I'm going to, there's, there's a church out there that I can still go to and still um, let's try this again. And that's when I found life church and um, the one true perfect church, right? <laughs> They're not a perfect church. Let me tell you that life church is not a just perfect kidding. church. Uh, our meetings go uh, on forever. There's, there's things. <laughs> that's your hang up is the length of our meetings. Yeah. That's rough. Um, no, but there's, but I was able to see, like, I don't know. I was just in a place where I was able to just understand that, that we're full, a church is full of sinners. Like every place is going to have that. Um, but it is hard when you see those, those things that you would never expect somebody to do. That's a Christian. You see it so closely. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Ross, how about you? Oh, this is a pastor Ross. Sorry. This is a big question. Okay. And it's because like, I just think, I honestly think progressive Christianity and deconstruction of faith, like all of it is going to be the downfall of this young adult generation because they already struggle with their own identity. They, they are struggling with uh, wanting to be liked by everybody and then there are some of them who who want that, but also they want Jesus. And you you can have both, but one of them, and at one time or another, is is going to demand. At one time or another, it's going to demand you to pick one, because you can't live your life in both worlds. Um, and we see David actually did that just recently. Um, he was trying to live in both worlds, and then he had no home in either. And I think that... Well, he didn't do that recently. Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> Sorry. We were walking through First, First Samuel. Samuel. Yes. We've been walking through the book of First Samuel. Sorry. So he's talking about Preface. King, about David, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the giant slayer. So king. I think when we look <laughs> at that, we, we're like, okay, so many people, young adults want, they, they, they live in both worlds, but then they find themselves without a home in either. And you gotta, you're going to have to make a choice yeah. of what world you want to live in. And 
I think with progressive Christianity, a lot of churches that I've seen personally, some in the area, some elsewhere in the world, um, they're just like, they want, they want people to like them as a church and they're, they're missing the whole point of Jesus. Right. And so they don't talk about the hard things. They don't talk about biblical truth. They, 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 they steer clear from all the topics that are going to possibly offend people. Mm-hmm. And then those people, they'll accept it. And then they go and they'll attack people on Facebook or whatever who are standing for truth. And right. I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to Micah. It's, it's, it's happened to Pastor Nathan. Um, that it's all about, they, 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 they look at it and these leaders in other churches, they, they just, they crash on us. They're like, this is, this isn't Jesus. Like you're, you know, which is such a derelict of duty because people don't know the Bible anymore. I mean, we are at an age where like parents don't know the stories of Noah and like they don't know the word of God at all. And so that's the, like, it's like, you know, that joke, like you're looking at the church, like you have one job. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I saw like a post. You have one job. Or a statistic of some sort that said like only like, 30% 30% of Christians have like read the Bible like all the way. Oh, and, and, and the number a, of pastors that have a biblical worldview yeah. is low. alarming. Yeah. There's more, I'm pretty sure there's more people, more unbelievers who have read the Bible through a Barna study. More people, more unbelievers have read the Bible through entirely than people who are Christians. Because Christians feel they they do their duty by showing up at church Mm -hmm. taking in what they're told right and so they have they feel no responsibility that's what i was talking about when it comes if you don't know the bible then you're gonna when you start to question things you're filling it with things that aren't true not the truth well and so we were talking about your young adult ministry earlier and i'm sure you're seeing it i i had uh, a meeting with a young adult not that long ago who very sincerely, with the sweetest heart of hearts, uh, a heart of gold, wanted to become a medium for God. Like felt like that would be a Christian thing to do, would be to talk to people's deceased loved ones, to minister to them on behalf of God. And so nothing about it was, from that person's Mm -hmm. perspective, evil or antichrist or witchcraft or anything like that. Although we know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. is, but they don't even know that. Like right, the, the world the where progressive Christianity has done the most damage is taken this basically satanic concept yep. and, and this demonic concept and have found ways because the enemy is a slick liar mm-hmm. and, and he knows how to twist the word to make it where those things sound good. Where scripture says, you know, men will call good evil and call mm-hmm. evil good. Like that's what we're seeing with the progressive Christianity. Yeah. I think you're seeing, I, don't, I think more people believe in some sort of spiritual thing. So even that's not Christianity than they do in believing that there's just nothing. I think you're having less atheists and you're having more of that altered idea of Christianity or more witchcraft, more of that, that spiritual things of like crystals and all that. Well, and out and out witchcraft is no longer, um, 
it, it, it's no longer a quiet thing that's done under the tape. Like mm-hmm. it's out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there are kids in public school carrying books on witchcraft to class. Yeah. We had a young lady, we had our truth conference in October. We had one of our sessions was on angels and demons and the supernatural. And she confessed there was witchcraft in her family mm-hmm. and renounced it that day. Like Amen. they just don't know. It's, it's pretty like well, prominent. There was a news story that was, I just saw yesterday that was talking about um, an elementary school club of here's how you do witchcraft. Like, yeah, here's what you do. And yeah, yeah. I, the, when you talk about it's just out there, uh, it kind of makes me think of something that recently came out. Uh, Balenciaga is like this brand, oh, yeah. like yes. the, the whole bail thing. What a mess. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, there was a kind of a talk show and um, I forget who it was, but he, he's kind of like, that's what evil is like. Now they're not even trying to hide it. They're going to come out and just flat out say what it is. Yeah. And because more people will accept it if you're just out, out and honest of what it really is. Right. And they think there's no consequence to it. Um, so with everything else we're seeing, I mean, did you see Elon Musk's Halloween costume? No, Mm -mm. it was, and, and I'm not, I don't know him from Adam, so I'm not saying anything about his religious beliefs or anything like that. But his costume, I mean, you can Google it. He had, it was uh, called the the Prince of Satan or something like that. And it had, um, uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to say the God's name, but a demon. Um, but uh, not Baal, but it starts with the letter B. But it had his face on the breastplate and had an upside down cross on it and it had the mm. horns and everything. Mm. Um, and that's Elon Musk, who of course is super popular yeah. and lots of people are following. And you even have people who are conservative Christians saying, go Elon Musk because he's for truth and free speech and all of this. And then that's what he wore for Halloween. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my Lord, like the weaving, like that Satan is so yeah. crafty and how he weaves in darkness well, I think what you also are running into in the culture is people are mocking Christianity, which oh, is not yeah. necessarily new, but in a way that in a it's so mind blowing that in a culture that's so easily offended that if this was any other religion, people would be all over the case. But you have influencers wearing bathing suits that, you know, say like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you have Demi Lovato, I think her like album cover was her like laying on a cross. Like, so you have people taking Christian images, um, things that are associated with Christianity and using them in a way that's not glorifying Christ. So yeah, yeah. So you're perverting that image. And so, but that's like just accepted that that's fine. That's not offensive. But if you were to do that for any other religion and yeah, it's. There'd be, there'd be a riot. Or yeah. peaceful protests. It'd be like <laughs> canceled. You would be all over. And that's what like, this is kind of, I don't know, kind of off topic. What, what I found a lot of frustration with is when I told people like, oh, I'm waiting for marriage and people would be like, oh, why? Like, that's dumb. Why would you do that? But people don't give that reaction to someone who's Muslim and is covering her hair. Like, it's just like, why can you not? I don't know. Maybe people do, but that's from what I've seen in social media is, mm-hmm. Some things and from other religions are celebrated like that's okay. But for me to 
do things that are from my religion that that's stupid and I shouldn't do that and that's dumb. So yeah, a thousand percent. It's just interesting to see the differences if we're like in religion. Mm-hmm. It's because, but it comes down to that progressive Christianity that hurt from church. Like people have a, a idea of Christianity in their mind, whether it's good or bad. So they're coming in with, they've well, and probably been hurt by that. People, it's almost like they're looking for how can I claim victimhood? What have I been victimized in and how can I aware that? And so they go to the church. Well, this happened or this pastor said that yeah. and I felt triggered. If there was a word I could erase from the English, triggered. it'd be triggered. <laughs> I oh love my. using triggered, <laughs> but I don't use it in a real way. I just use it when I trigger somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you oh, do have you a triggered? knack for doing that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was thinking about Josephine, kind of the things that you were saying in the beginning about people do, I think if you are so offended by something that happens at church and that causes you to consider is church for me maybe christianity isn't for me none of them then you've never had a relationship with jesus right well Amen. they're they're putting in a way they're putting their faith more in man than they are that's right jesus that's right we have a our slogan in lc kids is parents you can do this we will help you so it's like acknowledging like we are not the end-all be-all of raising kids up mm-hmm. in the faith our job is to come alongside. And I feel like that's the job of a pastor. Like you can, you can maintain your faith in Christ because of your relationship with him. Our job is to help you. We will help teach you. We'll guide you. We'll give you tools and resources and groups and all of those things. But ultimately your relationship with Christ scripture says the Holy spirit is given to us as a deposit. So Mm -hmm. the, the deposit God has put on our souls to hold us until he comes back is the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And so without the Holy spirit, you are not held, you are not kept. And so it's that, and I'm not talking about the baptism in the Holy spirit necessarily, which is a different conversation altogether, but I'm talking about that. um, The moment of salvation where you receive the Holy Spirit in that um, covenant with Jesus, that agreement with Jesus, and he begins to change you. Mm-hmm. You begin to see things different, hear them different, understand them differently. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. And apart from that, I think, so Ray Comfort, have you guys heard of yep. Ray Comfort? Okay. So he would talk about how there's no such thing as backsliders. Mm-hmm. If you backslide, then you never really were his. You didn't have that connection with him because the Holy Spirit keeps you. Mm-hmm. And I just have always thought that's an interesting that's concept because I feel like that's true. People who say, oh, I was a believer and I've walked away. I can't imagine walking away. I can imagine messing up. I can imagine questioning things, but I'm his and he's mine and he's made me a different person. So it's hard yeah. to, um, the separating from to that, that yeah. would be another supernatural process. Like if I'm supernaturally made a daughter of Christ, how do you undo that? It's a supernatural yeah. process, right? Yeah. So I I question these people who are so quick to leave church. I'm like, what was your faith in? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, man. I mean, uh, like, don't get me wrong. Like there is torture and a lot of it stems from people abusing their power. Yep. Pastors. That is very real. So that's a good disclaimer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pastors abuse their power. Yep. Spiritually. I mean, whatever. Um, 
they view themselves as higher than everybody else, right? As better than everybody else. There's a lot of pride in that person's life, more than likely, um, and they may view themselves as closest to God. Yep, absolutely. And that they're just a they they don't have to necessarily, and because of that, they they think that they could get away with more. I guess I don't know, um, but there are people that hurt in the process. Yeah. There are people who blatantly misuse their authority. Oh, yeah. And then you have the idea that a church is run by faulty, imperfect people. Yeah. And so the the potential for hurt is yeah. really yeah. huge. We're all, I mean, it, it's we all have our own hurts along the way, one yeah. way or another. And that's part of living in a fallen world. Um, but, like, to blame, I mean, you can blame people, but to blame the church, like, the church as an institution, not, I mean, it's the person. It's, it's not like they're, they're not all one. I mean, yes, they're all one. Like every, every, mm-hmm. you know, church building is part of the capital C church. Right. But like they'll lump everybody together because one pastor hurt them. And I don't say that to like shame somebody. Right. If, if they're listening, they're like, or well, minimize. I was hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, right. I don't want to do that at all. But it's like, you can't lump them all together because each church is different for i mean mm-hmm. for the most part um they do things differently and each person has their own baggage they're bringing in and if they don't exp- if they're not accountable to themselves or even to other people like a board or even accountability people that they've established in their life then they're always going to take advantage of it mm-hmm. and and that could be you know spiritual abuse sexual abuse i mean a, a number of different things and to be completely transparent like um so like, as you guys know, the, the listeners don't know, but I'm recently engaged and Kelsey's one, one of her biggest struggles that she's been trying to get over is she sees all these pastors who get caught in affairs and everything. Yeah. And it's because they're getting connected when they're doing counseling with yeah. say another female Someone or of whatever. Sex. Yeah. Of the opposite sex. And and then there's a connection now. Well, you hope it's of the opposite. Sense. Yes. Like that, that's true. I mean, neither one is good. Yeah. Neither one. Both good. are happening. Right. So, and, and one thing that she's working through and the Lord's really, uh, refining her in is like just having peace, knowing like, luckily at Life Church, we have processes. We have things in place that prevent that for the most part. I mean, we're not in the same room with somebody from, with, you know, uh, the opposite sex, um, doors always open type motto, like no driving in the car, like all that stuff is in place. The Billy Graham model. Yeah. The Billy Graham model. And that's to protect us. Um, but also our spouses, the church, you know, Christ, like it's all established. And that's something that she's even had to get over, not get over, but like work through because it is very real. We see it in the world, uh, with, you know, pastors, high figures, like, Committing adultery or, or things like that. It's not unwise to enter into a church, a relationship with a church, asking for discernment and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should. Like yeah. Scripture tells us we can't even know our own hearts. Like our own hearts. Someone who is pursuing the Lord with everything within them has the Holy Spirit operating and moving in them. Scripture says their hearts are deceitful. And who can understand it or know it? And so if that's someone, like you have to understand that's the potential for every other human. Right. That they mm-hmm. don't know or understand or even necessarily control their own heart. 
So that wisdom and discernment is necessary when going into a church. Um, but you're right. I mean, coming back to it, you have to ask, is the relationship with God intact or have you put a man or a woman's face on mm-hmm. the face of God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Especially a lot of times what I see is when we as leaders, as people in leadership of, of a, within a church, when we're helping individuals, a lot of times if we, if they see a breakthrough in their conversation with us, counseling, whatever it may be, a lot of times they, it's very easy for them to fill, take our face and put it on the face of God right? instead, because it's like, Oh, we did that. Well, no, it was the Holy Spirit. We're just vessel, right? Right. And the Holy Spirit uh, is the one that's actually doing the work. And it's just kind of reminding people of that along the way that it's not us. It doesn't belong to us. None of this does. And it all belongs to him. Right. Like I said, like your faith yep. is between you and God and we mm-hmm. will help you. Yep. Like we're yep. just coming alongside. Yeah. Uh, Josephine, do you have any, any last things to so. add or say? I think I said it all. This is such a, we could keep going, but I won't topic. do that. It's a big topic. It's huge. It I feel like we've just touched the surface of it, mm-hmm. but I appreciate you both. Um, it's something Wendy and I've been, we've had it on our list of, of conversations to have deconstruction mm-hmm. and progressive Christianity. And we kept getting it put off and put off and put off. So I'm like, I'm sad Wendy wasn't here. I'm sure she'll forgive me. It's fine. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I'm like, finally, I got to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Josephine Alcorn. Hey, I will say this. If you um, have been a victim of spiritual abuse or you're wrestling with hurt, um, don't run away from the Lord. Get him involved. He, He sees everything. He knows everything. He understands how you feel and what you've gone through. Talk to him, and I would say find a safe Christian avenue to explore what you're going through, whether it's a Christian therapist, whether it's a different church that has a reputation of safety. Um, uh, Wendy um, Herberg, who is part of our podcast, she's part of a counseling center at East 91st Street Christian Church. She has her private practice at Renewal Counseling in Carmel. So just don't let that go unattended and reject the Lord because of something one of his people have done because Mm -hmm. it's not his heart. It's why we needed Jesus to begin with is because we mess it up. So understanding that about him and his nature, that he came to save us all, even your pastor. Your pastor needs Jesus Mm -hmm. just like you. So don't let that go unattended to, and certainly don't reject Jesus uh, for something that a servant of his or a deceiver may have done or said. So that's my final word. Amen. Because that's truth good. hurts sometimes, y'all, but we got to say it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Josephine, Pastor Ross, thank you so much for being with me again. Thanks for having us. You Pleasure. guys are awesome. This has been the Shooting Straight Podcast. I'm Tina. Wendy's out, but we've had a good time. And we will see you guys next time on Shooting Straight.